Hi, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rihanna, and welcome or welcome back to Fresh Off the Broke. Fresh Off the Broke is about personal experiences growing up Asian American in a predominantly white community, Asian media, and Asian pop culture in general. Race has always been a sensitive topic. Every day, the debate is over race. With our podcast, we intend to shed light on the experiences of first-generation Asian immigrants, not put them on a pedestal. We understand that race isn't everything, but there should be an acknowledgement of people of color, the knowledge gap, and the racial divide that will ideally be broken. Now that that's out of the way, let's get into the episode. Today, we are going to be discussing the Asian American slash Asian immigrant dream. Just in time for university college application. How is everyone doing with that? (laughs) I'm sure everyone's having a great time. You know, everything's going smoothly. You know, COVID's really helping with that. This is on time, but also late, depending on who you are. Because early applicants in the U.S., their deadline was uh, early November. Asian American or Asian immigrant dream mean to you? To me? Yeah, like, I don't mean that in a personal statement college essay way. I mean (laughs) that in, like, what do you think of when you think of that term? Um, well, I think that the Asian immigrant, for me, it's very different. I think the, the Asian immigrant dream is more about, um, Oh, God. Coming to, you know, country that's not your home country and trying to have your, like, pushing your children to be successful and basically just being able to lay a foundation for them and have them study. And once they're old enough, they are completely providing for you. Mm-hmm. And I guess the Asian American dream, which to me, I guess, applies more to us. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. It's so, there's so, these ideas have become very convoluted in my head. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> because, you know, before it used to be the whole make parent proud, go to med school, become doctor or nurse, you know? And you're saying it changed? I don't know. I mean, (laughs) obviously I want to do that. But at the same time, I'm not as um, uptight as I used to be. Yeah? About that. That's good. Yeah. Character development here. (laughs) (laughs) God. Can we we insert some applause? Yay. I mean, insert (laughs) or in post. But yeah. Um, What about you? (laughs) For me... The definition is pretty similar to you. I think the general idea of the Asian American dream is basically, well, I guess Asian American, Asian immigrant dream. Uh, Asian American, I guess it means different things to different people because some people, they think Asian American dream as first generation Asian immigrant kids. But then for some other people, Asian American dream slash Asian immigrant dream means 
arriving to uh, another country, most likely a Western or a like white man's country, mm-hmm. to put it in not as appealing words, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's more like wanting that identity because the thing is especially you know like back then when there was war not that there isn't war now but Asians were fleeing their home countries to go to um, the great America the great like North America mm-hmm. Australia stuff like that um, mostly the US to for like a better life and freedom which is like a general immigrant site as kind of ideology but with Asian immigrants it is very much uh, laying a foundation and then wanting your kids to be as successful as possible mm-hmm. because then it's almost like it was worth it mm-hmm. which you know can lead to some mental issues but we are going to get into that later <laughs> god What has your personal experience been with the Asian immigrant dream? I know we're not exactly, uh, what's the word? I don't know, like grown adults <laughs> with like, a, I don't know, like we're, we're not like 30 years old, 30 year old with uh, full experience of the Asian American, yeah, Asian immigrant dream. Yeah. How has it affected your life? Uh, what role you think it plays right now? If it plays a different role than in the past? Because you did say you were less uptight about it. Yeah. And um, if you still follow it. So, oh God, we're about to, we're really going there. <laughs> I mean, you're next. <laughs> So, okay. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I think that um, growing up, okay, again, we're still very young. So <laughs> growing up is like not, doesn't really mean anything to our older. Back when I was a ye old child. Yeah, exactly. But um, again, as I've mentioned before, I was in the gifted program, which was filled with a lot of children of immigrants slash just immigrants, immigrant children. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, they all shared the same ideology of we have to, you know, get into good schools and start thinking now about high school, which I'm talking about when I was in middle school, okay? Mm-hmm. Middle school, okay? Mm-hmm. And thinking about, like, our future then, and then high school you're going to go to next, and then university... And then plans for after university slash if you want a, like a, a master's degree, possibly go into a PH degree, which whatever. And then like how, you know, it was crazy now that I think about it, how when we were literal children and it wasn't like end of middle school. I remember having discussions with my friend about this, like okay. friends about this from like grade, maybe like five to grade mm-hmm. eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy how stressed, okay, again, I love my friends, but it was crazy how stressed 
we all were about this in mm -hmm. middle school and how we were like like um what's the word having such difficulty choosing what what high school to go to because we thought that that would help like affect our future significantly right mm -hmm. and so what happened was i being me of course i was like i don't really want to go to a tech school because the tech <laughs> or like any like a regular sorry i'm laughing because of your computer science thing <laughs> oh god um, I didn't want to go to a regular school or a regular program because um, let's just say that the gifted kids were bullied, <laughs> okay? And basically, feeling it was the feeling of, like, releasing, like, a goldfish into a shark's den. That's what it felt like, okay? Because uh -huh. I had been pretty much sheltered for, like, four years at that point with all uh -huh. of the same friends, right? Mm -hmm. And so... I was like, I kind of want to do go to an art school and do that because, you know, everyone says that high school is like the last chance you kind of have before you become an adult, I guess. So I was like, I want to possibly go to an art school and, you know, spend my time having fun rather than stressing about something in the future. And all of my friends were basically saying, don't do that. You're going to screw up your life. You're not going to get a job. You're going to become home. Literally, That's literally. That's so nice. I know. And it was obviously it was terrible for our for like the friendship itself because during high school applications, all my friends were stressing and being like, I want to get into an IB program. I want to do this. Um, I have an interview next week. And I was like, I want to go to an art school and all of my friends were just basically saying if you go to that art school Rihanna you're not gonna succeed in life okay and now listen <laughs> at the time it affected me greatly obviously all of my friends were saying that I'm gonna fail in life you know and um yeah like art school was probably the worst choice that they could ever think of for me to go to and the reason why that has changed so, so much is because I've, you know, I'm a senior at an art school now. And um, all of my friends who went to the harder programs are almost failing their classes. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. I had a friend who is a math prodigy, like straight up actual math prodigy. He went to the IB program and his mm -hmm. math grades dropped to maybe 60s. And... You know, they're all like, I've heard them literally say, going to this school was a mistake. I regret doing this to myself. And I can't believe I just wasted these years because I was like, you know, stressed about life. I didn't realize how much time we actually have and how much time I've wasted thinking that I need to go here, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's why my ideology has changed so much. Thank God. But um, yeah, I'm starting to, to the only reason why I regret going to art school is because I want to do computer science just like two, <laughs> like two days ago. <laughs> yep, we suddenly decided that we wanted to do computer science because it sounds fun. And that's the only reason why I regret going to an art school is because they don't have computer science courses and a tech school would. But other than that, 
hearing how my friends are super stressed about high school and how they want to get into med school, but they're failing chemistry right now, mm. you know, I'm, that ideology has changed. And it also has for them, but they learned the harder way, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what about you? <laughs> I think I'm going to first, like, respond to a few points that you made, and then I'll okay, tell okay. my story. Uh, I think it's I think it's interesting how originally they were all like, "Oh, Rihanna, you're gonna fail in life. You're not gonna have you're not gonna have a job. You're not gonna be able to do anything. You're gonna be a failure." Yeah. And then now they're like, "Oh my God, Rihanna, Rihanna." Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting because not everyone is cut out for a like tech school mm-hmm. or a specialized program even if they do happen to be gifted in that yeah. subject or very knowledgeable in that subject which you know is evidence in some people mm-hmm. <laughs> and there are people that attend regular high school non-specialized programs and they have top marks and they end up getting into a top tech program, top med, med, med program, fine. There, well, there isn't a perfect way to go into it, but yeah. you don't have to get into a specific school. Like there's tons of people. I mean, Sean Mendez didn't go to... Yeah, no, he just wants an to art school now, did he? Yeah. And he's doing just fine. I mean, I see it involuntarily on my forehead. <laughs> exactly. But he's doing just fine. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to my experience. I guess now it's your turn to sit and just <laughs> Yes. Not have to suffer. Uh I would say that I had a, not a different, not necessarily a different perspective from you, but a very different experience because I grew up not in a class where my classmates were the same, like for four years, like in middle school. Mm -hmm. And also I did not go to schools with very strong academics. My schools were not uh, very strong academically. They were essentially, I would personally say, sports schools. Those were the things they focused on more. Yeah. Didn't care that much about academics, which I mean, I think pursuing sports is not a bad thing. It's great. But school. Yeah. <laughs> But school. And so for me growing up, I was definitely stressed about my grades. I definitely wanted high grades. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my parents definitely wanted that as well. They did do this thing where they would like, pretend that they didn't care. Mm. But they obviously did. Because if one day 
I walked up and told them that I got a 60 on a test. They they wouldn't be all that supportive, let me tell you. Yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> you don't want to see that happen. And I'm not going to let it happen, okay? It's not going to happen, right? It's not. Okay. Great. <laughs> and so I never really had people around me saying the same thing as you. It was more just me getting really in my head about it. Because mm. I definitely mentioned this to Rihanna. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast. But I have, like, a tiger mom subconscious in my head. <laughs> Literally. Instead of having, like, an angel and a demon on her shoulders, Tiffany just has a tiger mom. Yeah. And that's it. There, there isn't, like, a... What would be the opposite of a tiger mom? I don't know, but it's not there either. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and so I was always up, really up in my head about it. I'd be stressed out about test homework stuff like that because I well I mean my family also like wasn't financially the best we're not gonna get into it we're not gonna get into it too wait yeah we're not gonna get too into that but that was also something that stressed me out a lot so I felt like I had to do really well in school so that I could get a get into a good university and get a good job Mm -hmm. and then no, everyone would be, well, not everyone, but you know what I mean, like, me and my family would be fine, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't have to stress out as much, and my parents wouldn't have to guilt trip me all the time, because mm-hmm. <laughs> they do do that. Not not great, but they do that. And my high school application experience was also very different to yours, because my parents are crazy strict. So, uh, even if I wanted to go to some art school, tech school that was far from my house, far from my area, I wouldn't be able to. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I do go to an art school now with Rihanna, but that's only because it's nearby. Mm -hmm. And my home schools are awful. Both program, academic-wise. And also environment-wise, I wanted nothing to do with those two schools. Mm-hmm. And I originally wanted to go to this other school that had an IB program. I wasn't going to apply for IB. I could have, but I watched it almost kill my friend's sister. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, <laughs> maybe not. She's fine, by the way. She's fine <laughs> now. But it was a it was it was a moment. Yeah. And she could have not been fine. And that's all I'm gonna say because it's not my story to share. But I actually I mean I did want to go to an art school because I wanna go into like architecture and I mean I don't have to do art to go to an art well, I don't have to go to an art school to go into architecture. But I thought, hey, this school is closed, so my parents will at least let me try, right? Mm. And they didn't, but (laughs) that other school wouldn't take me, and so they kind of had to let me go to this school. (laughs) And, yeah, my story isn't as, like, there isn't that much development compared to Rihanna's, but 
Sorry. No, I'm just <laughs> typically you've had character development. No, I mean, I just mean that it didn't happen the same way as you. Like, yeah. I didn't have people being like, ugh. And then I'm like, wow, look at this difference. For me, it was more just, I was really hard on myself. Uh, I'm still hard on myself, but I'm yeah. less hard on myself now. Yeah. Still character development. Yeah, yeah. I was here for it. Yeah. And my it Asian immigrant dream doesn't really affect me as much as it did when I was little mm. now it's just more I am distressed yeah <laughs> I try not to equate uh like success with grades and stuff anymore I slip up sometimes and let it happen mm. it's hard not to yeah but I am definitely not as, you know, as you would say, uptight about it as I used to. Mm. And that is my story. It's very much a straight line <laughs> with a tiny little bump. Well, it's still, there's still a bump there. Yeah, still a bump there. That yeah. is my story. Oh, man. Oh, wait, can I just add one thing? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I think that if, I mean, it's hard to connect these dots, but I feel like there's so much that has to do with, like, Asian immigrant and Asian American dream. Because, like, obviously, if our parents weren't as strict on grades with us, we would think like, oh, then we wouldn't be as strict on ourselves, right? But at the same time that there's there's that whole first-gen guilt of mm-hmm. we need to do well because our parents are, you know, left everything behind in their home country to start a new life for a child that they want to support. So why wouldn't you want to, you know, do well for them? Is that what it was them? like for you? Well, yeah, it still is like that for me. It's just, like, weird and meta. Because <laughs> for me, I don't really have an immigrant story like other people. My dad's side came here because my grandparents wanted to. And then my dad met my mom back in China. Mm. And then my mom came here with him. I don't have a my parents left everything behind story or my grandparents left everything behind story hmm. like other people do. I definitely still have guilt. Yeah. My parents guilt trip me every single day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm okay, by the way. I'm okay. Don't need to call anyone. God. Biggest fear. <laughs> Sorry? Biggest fear. <laughs> Please. I'm okay. Please. Yeah, please don't call anyone. <laughs> please. No, yeah. I also don't have, like, a... My parents left everything, but they still guilt me. Like, I mean, I guess it's more my mom guilts me the most because she, like, stopped. She was essentially just a full-time mom. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't working or doing anything. She just literally just took care of me. And then, like, there's that whole thing about dance and... Okay, yeah, whatever. 
Um, <laughs> Whoa. Another day. <laughs> My mom is also a stay-at-home mom. She works now, but she yeah. was a stay-at-home mom when I was little. We literally have the same... <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not going to go into too much detail, but... There was a pe- there was a point in time when Rihanna and I had a conversation about our lives, and we realized that our parents oh, had almost the exact same, like everything. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, especially our dads. That was a that was too similar. Yeah, the only difference was like the company they worked at. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. The thing that does annoy me a little bit about first-gen guilt is that I've I've noticed that immigrants, first-gen immigrants or immigrant kids, Mm -hmm. when they vent or open up about their experiences, they're often not met with empathy and they're met with, oh, but... uh, your parents left everything behind, which is true for some people. And they're also just met with, oh, you should you should be grateful, you should be whatever. Mm-hmm. And then okay. they never talk about what they vented about. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like they vent about it and then they're hit with the, but you're doing fine anyways, so who cares, like grade-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Has anyone ever hit you with that? The grade one? Yeah, like, you complaining about how, like, stress school is making you, and they hit you with the... But you're, you have a 90 average anyways, so why are you complaining? No, only because I don't like talking to people about these things. <laughs> Makes sense. Like, you're, you're one of the few people that I've, that I've discussed this with. Mm. I'm honored. Because <laughs> personally, I don't like venting or ranting about things. One, because I I don't like revisiting it. And I don't mean that in like an escapist way. I I just don't like, I don't know, diving into the situation and then being all like ranty. Because... Personally, that doesn't work for me. That works for other people, but that doesn't work for me. Because then I get stressful talking about it. Yeah. And then the other thing is, because I already know what they're going to say. Yeah, that's true. And so I don't have that personal experience because I don't open up about these things. What about you? Um, I mean, coming to high school, I got more of those things because before in middle school I was the person who was like not getting as high grades I had one girl like a for average yeah yeah like I was at an average but these people were not at average they were at (laughs) above and beyond (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah I had someone like who was crying okay she was crying because she got like I don't know like a a 90 on her test and that wasn't good and I got like a lower mark and obviously yeah I get that she she's hard on herself but then I was like you know being me I was like in grade eight being like yeah um 
I got a lower mark, so don't stress yourself. You're probably one of the highest marks in the school or in the class. And she was like, well, yeah, like that's a good mark for you, though. And I'm like, what What does that mean? <laughs> What's the that tone. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, I think some people have a harder time expressing things like that. Because I could definitely, maybe not cry, but I could definitely be one of those people. But I would either, one, keep it to myself. Mm-hmm. Because if I get a test back and it's like a high mark, but it's not a mark I want, and I'm upset about it, or I am visibly upset about it, then mm-hmm. someone's going to ask, and then they're not going to like my answer. That's true. But that that's just me. I mean, the only reason why it upset me so much was because we all shared the same mentality, so it kind of just, like, evened it all out. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> it doesn't bother me or anything. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, I, can, I definitely understand how that would be annoying to you because of the way she added, that's a bad mark. I understand why that would be good for you, though. Yeah, yeah. Because that would imply that you don't care as much or you don't work as hard, which is not I true. Lower grades. And, I mean, I don't know her personally. It could have been, like, I don't want to say that it definitely was something in the heat of the moment. It could just be her way of viewing you. But I have heard seeing people doing that. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm definitely more like that person now. But it's more of like a... That's an interesting character development. Yeah. But it's not like I'm, I'm going to cry over something. I'm just going to be like, oh, dang, that wasn't so good. And then if someone asks me, I won't even say like what the mark was. I'll just be like, oh, it wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Yeah, same. Because if you say something like, I bombed it, which I mean, even though it may feel like that, it, it actually isn't, you didn't actually bomb it. But if you say that you bombed it or something, then they're going to add. Yeah. And then what are you going to say? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you hit them with the, it wasn't as good as I thought, they can't really ask you because it's like, if you don't want to share it up right away, then why would they press? That's just rude. Life hacks. Don't do that. <laughs> Life hack. Oh, God. I feel like first-gen life hack would most likely be very sad. Too sad. (laughs) (laughs) Going back to the whole needing top grades, needing to be at the top thing, that definitely plays into hustle culture Mm -hmm. and just a general chase for prestige that is often found in Asians. It's definitely found in in other groups as well, but it's very prominent with Asian. Yeah. And I don't know when I when I think of stuff like chase for prestige, I think of people wanting to get into the top uh, pre med program or the top law program, and um, just try being at like the top university or being like the top earning person that you know because the thing is 
this is very this is very unhealthy, but a tiger mom, tiger parent mentality, they don't treat your friends like friends. They treat your friends like your competitors. Oh yeah. For sure. And they want the their child to be the smartest, uh, best at insert whatever out of their friend group. And that is definitely a very harmful part of the chase for prestige. It's like not even your friends can console you because they try to. It's literally just you can just hear your parents being like, well, are you good? Are you, you have the same grades as this person? I bet you they know what they're doing type you know? My, my parents used to do that. Um, grow, growing up, people that got higher marks than me, for example, maybe on a test or in a subject, they, my, my parents have a very interesting style. Mm. They're very, they're passive aggressive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes they're very direct, but when it comes to more tiger parenty things, they're passive aggressive because then it doesn't seem as bad. Mm-hmm. Which I see through you, okay? <laughs> and so rather than saying, why can't you be like so and so who got 100% on the test? Or why can't you be like so and so who got insert award? They'll keep complimenting that person mm. or they'll be like wow that person's parents must be so proud i'm like ow wow wow ow that one hurt me and i didn't even hear it ouch jesus do you have a, do you have experiences like that i mean because i don't know what your parent style is my dad, let's just say my dad, let's just pretend that my dad doesn't exist because he did not. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I mean that in a way of like a, you know, typical Asian dad doesn't really talk. Uh-huh. My mother, she would kind of do the same thing, but it was more of like a, she would just straight up ask me, what did your friend get on this test? What did, yeah, like stuff like that. But um, it was more in like, Oh, God. It was more in, like, um, when I was doing competitive dance, it was very toxic because, like, the award the award sessions are literally, like, you know, everyone knows what place everyone got. So whenever it was, like, I came in, like, last place and my friend came in first place, it would always be, like, she wouldn't even have to say anything. It would just be, she'd give me that look and it's like, okay, well, I, I, you don't need to say anything. I know I got last place, you know? That's something that's pretty common in Asia, actually, because for tests and stuff, I, I don't really know about here because at our school, they keep it anonymous yeah. if they do release. Uh, updated grades or test scores it'll have student numbers or some type of anonymous yeah representation of a student and you'll see the numbers but in Asia more specifically I'm just going to talk about China only because I am more well versed in that area and I don't want to speak for other countries Mm -hmm. 
they will release marks in the same way that you find out dance results. So, you know, it'll have first to last and then the name and the actual name of the student and the score. Mm-hmm. And then this I'll have to infer from drama. This part I'll have to infer from dramas. But I saw that they'll also have ones where you'll see the grade and then you'll see their average. Oh, God. But yeah, that's kind of a Asian mentality where humiliation plays yeah. into motivation. Which shouldn't even be a thing. <laughs> Why? Nowadays with online school, at least the program that we're using, you'll see grade distributions, but rather than student numbers, anything, it'll just say how many people got what percent. Mm. How do you think you would have felt or like acted differently if your dance results were completely anonymous because I'm you still know you're in last place but how do you think it would improve well everything (laughs) it was more you can't really like not make it anonymous because it's literally like like an award show like they announce who got what like you Uh know but it's literally like and in third place this person and they have to get up and get your award, and then, like, Uh in second place. So, like, I don't even think it's possible to make it anonymous, but if they did, uh, they they would still, like, you would still know who got what because, you know, gossip. I was more talking about, like, last place, so not... Because, I mean, first first to third, it's kind of... Like you said, it is impossible to not you know, hand the medal or hand yeah. the whatever to them. But I was more talking about last places. Oh, okay. I mean... Like, if no one knew that you were in last place except for you and the per- the judges, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess that would help. I think there was actually some p- competitions that did that. Like, they would only announce third, second, and first, but they would still announce, like, everyone else's... um actual number like mark so unless like in the olympic up, pardon like in the olympic i get yeah yeah kind of so like you would only know who came dead last and like everything else if you wrote down every single mark which people ah. still did that so i guess it was less it was less of a public humiliation and um yeah i think it didn't really help, though, because, you know, you're still bummed out about getting low. And then, obviously, your parents are going to be like, so what'd you get? You know? Yeah. I mean, thank God I'm out of there, so. <laughs> Do you tell your parents your test mark? Only if they're good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. The thing is, my parents don't really listen to me when I tell them about school Mm -hmm. unless it's you know for example now the pandemic they'll listen to whatever I say yeah but in general if I say oh I have a test coming up they'll probably forget 
in the next 10 minutes. Mm. And so sometimes I don't even tell them if I have a test or not. And, you know, if I if I do well, then I'll just say, hey, I got this thing back. They don't even know if I took it yesterday or last year. Yeah. I actually did that with a contest one time. I didn't tell them that I entered. And then oh, once yeah, I got I the just, results, I told them. <laughs> I just didn't do that. You know, it would have been a pleasant surprise. Or a little secret. Yeah. That no one has to know. I think I'm going to do that for uni applications, to be honest. <laughs> like, I'm just not going to tell them where I applied. And then if I get into, like, a big school, I'm going to be like, yo, I got in. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it might be harder to hide university applications, though. Cause yeah, they said isn't your mom a little, like, dead set on well, something? She is, but uh, I've worked it into her that I'm not going there, even if I do apply, because I don't Going wanna... where? <laughs> I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm joking. I know. I know where it is. One thing that I did, I, I wouldn't say learn, but I think it's worth, like, applying to the whole wanting to go to Harvard, wanting to go to some prestigious school just because it's prestigious is the small fish, small pond, big fish, big pond, small fish, big pond, and then uh, big fish, small pond (laughs) saying. Because depending on the person, you can really screw yourself up mm-hmm. by going to a prestigious school. Mm-hmm. Because when you're going to a top school, you're with other top people. And so you're all basically normal. Yeah. And then there's the prodigy prodigy somewhere or the prodigy prodigy somewhere that are way better than y'all, and then everyone has, like, imposter syndrome and is stressing themselves out because no one's special anymore. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, when you have top school, for example, maybe, like, Ivy League, and, for example, say, a sport, like, they got a sports scholarship, all the other people that got sports scholarship were the top in their town or their city, county, just like you were. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously when you were in your area, your small pond, you were the big fish. But now you're just another fish in a big pond of top fish. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it is better, well, you know, depending on the person, to go to a maybe not generic school but just go to one that you think is better for you and even if you and if you don't get into a top school and you go to a lesser known school it doesn't necessarily mean that your quality of education is worth and also if you're a top student and you go to a smaller school it can make you look smarter you know yeah it definitely does that, that happened to my cousin when he was younger, because he 
his school was similar to my schools in the past, except uh, him were talking high school. His school was really bad. Mm. And he was basically like the top, top kid. I mean, he also studied engineering later, but (laughs) he was basically the top kid. Um, His teachers loved him and went on to engineering, you know, and I'm not saying that if there were other top kids at the school, that wouldn't have happened. But him being a top kid at a, I'll say, very top <laughs> made him look like a bigger fish. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes you want that to work for you. Yeah, I guess some people are like, but I want the challenge. But personally, if I'm talking about my future, I want the safest pathway possible. (laughs) I don't care about challenge. I want to have a secure future. I don't know about you guys. (laughs) I like challenges, but I think that there are other aspects that you have to take into account sometimes. Mm -hmm. Because even though post-secondary is a great opportunity to take on other challenges for lack of better word and you know push yourself at a harder program if you're not someone that can afford to do that Mm -hmm. you might not want to make that your number one priority yeah there's definitely people from low-income families that made it but that's not everyone, and that's also not to say that you can't be that person, mm-hmm. or that we can't be that person. Gotta be, gotta add some realism into that other that aspiration. Yeah. Okay. Oh God. And now on a closing note, <laughs> for people that are applying for post secondary, have applied. Or have applied to, for, uh, shoot, have applied to early acceptance, we cheer you on. Make sure you take breaks and drink your water and take care of yourself. Cough, cough, this is for you, Tiffany. What the heck? I was like, whoa. (laughs) Make sure that you remember everyone else is also going through the same thing. You're not alone. We're all going to get through this eventually and just because you don't get into a top school does not mean you're an asian disappointment trust me there are no asian disappointments wow that was so that was so sentimental except for me (laughs) (laughs) oh my god holiday season is coming up soon so think about that Personally, I hate Christmas songs with a burning passion, so... <laughs> you're, you're being... You're so good at this right now. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Holiday season is coming up. You have an excuse to splurge on yourself because you're going through it. And it's holiday season. And food and chocolate and... Me time. Well, I guess you time, you know? <laughs> Imagine that. Don't worry, guys. Me time. Me time. Yeah, the entire holiday.
tuning in today. Leave a comment about your experience with the Asian immigrant, Asian American dream. Uh, what your thoughts on the whole chase for prestige? Did you fall into that rabbit hole? Are you still in that rabbit hole? Do you need a ladder? Because we will, we will fish you out of there. Yeah. And also, leave a if you want, you can leave a comment about what schools you applied to, what programs, majors that you are hoping to get into. We will support you, send you some words of encouragement. And also, uh, send us the contact information of your tiger parents so we can tell them to please be nicer to you. Bye. Hope y'all stay well.